0: So a couple months ago, dad, I had somebody come up after the service and there's a woman who was just upset about the sermon. She said, you know, junior, it was her first time. Mm -hmm. She said, junior just felt like your sermon was just telling us about, you know, how we needed to do better and try harder. And I'd asked, her, like, is that a, is that a, is that a bad thing? She goes, yeah, like we're supposed to just rest in God, not try harder. (laughs) That's a big thing, mm-hmm. actually. Today's kind of yeah. becoming a big thing among believers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What does Paul have to say about that? Paul actually says something pretty big here
1: mm-hmm.
0: in Philippians chapter 2.
1: Yep. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And let's get started in verse 1. How many verses? Uh, we 30. are in chapter 2. So, man, this is a it's a good long one. This is our yep. second time through. You would have started over again yesterday, so I hope you read Philippians 1. But we, we love to repeat these, and a lot of you are new to doing Between the Lines with us, and we're great. We're just really glad to have you. Thanks for joining us. Um, one of the things that we believe is helpful is to repeat these, especially the shorter books or New Testament books. So once we get through a book like Philippians or Colossians or Ephesians, we, we start over again because you're going to learn more the second time through by reading it through the second time than if we were to move on to another book. And so it may seem like, man, this is boring repetition, but when it comes to the benefit of knowing scripture, this is way better. So stay with us on it. And uh, all right, let me get started verse one. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose of course, you know, no. back in the day, it was just as difficult to get along with people as it is today. That's it's right. not like things have changed that much. We just, that's our human nature is we we're, we tend to be out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when you're out for yourself, you're going to have trouble getting along with other people. Well, it's funny here, Dad. There's the book, How to
0: Win Friends and Influence People. Mm-hmm. What's the author's name again? Yeah. I know you're big on him. Yeah. Uh, well, if you wouldn't have asked me, not I would have told you. Uh, no, not- <laughs> but it, it is. Uh... Something with a rock. <laughs> But, um no, I'm, I'm, Jack will look it up right yeah. now but in that book he the author talks about um it's always good to ask questions where people can say yes Carnegie it's Carnegie Dale yeah, Carnegie that's right. yep. I knew it was like the yep. Rockefeller yep. era
1: <laughs> it's yeah, not actually you know what I was doing Carnegie. I was thinking about the top of libraries because because ah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Carnegie go. Foundation yeah. found, So anyways Dale ahead. Carnegie in his yeah. book
0: he talks about you should you should ask questions that people can say yes to Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to lead them somewhere. And this is what you see Paul do in, in verse two. He's like saying these questions, but of course there's yes. Is there any encouragement to belong in Christ? Absolutely, Paul. Any comfort from his love? Well? Absolutely. So Paul yeah. has a list of questions where it's like, absolutely. And he says, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with yeah. each other.
1: In fact, there's some principles that Carnegie has in that book that come out in this passage because he he brings out in that book that if you really want to win friends and influence people, then you've got to be others-oriented. Yeah. You got to forget about yourself. It's selfishness that creates division. Yeah. It's selfishness that makes us want to get our opinion out there or want to get people interested in us. Instead, he we turn and Paul turns this around as well as he does. And he, Paul uses Jesus as the example by us getting interested in others instead of trying to get them interested in us. All right, so verse three. And he says it just, just right there. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest in others too.
0: Where's the fine line in that, Dad? Don't try to impress others because we live our lives. I mean, sometimes we even get dressed or <laughs> head to like an event, just thinking, how can I impress others? What can I talk about? How can I look the best way to yeah. impress others? Some of that's healthy because you do see some people who's like, you don't want to look like a slob.
1: Well, I, I like to differentiate between impressing others and blessing others. Because I, I you're right. I don't want to I don't want to be a downer and I don't want to be a distraction. And now, truthfully, in my flesh, I do want to impress others, just like everybody who's listening to this right now. Of course. That's that's in our flesh, but I have to constantly beat that down and remind myself, no, I'm not in this life for my sake to lift up myself. I'm here to honor God and to bless other people. So I think it's more about being a blessing to other people okay. than anything else. That's good. So, thinking of others, uh, yeah, and then verse 5, uh, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. So, what was his attitude? Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. You know, so, he, he was God, and he's equal with, with God because he is God. He didn't he didn't hold on to that for dear life. Instead, he came became a human. So, verse 7, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor. And the truth is, all of us have this desire to achieve significance in our lives. And what we're learning here and what Jesus always taught is that significance is achieved through service. serving others is, makes us more significant than lifting up. When when we
0: train our camp staff, you know, I head up Mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks at camp and just train our camp staff for the summer. And this is, we use this text. We talk about how, um, how serving becoming significant is like a catapult or, or a slingshot. The lower you go, the higher the you, higher you launch, yep. the yep. further you pull yourself back. The further you're, you're going to go, and that was that was mm-hmm. that was Jesus. Yep. But that should be us.
1: How can I how can I go low in serving others because that's what launches. Yeah. Anyway, so God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Dear friends you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And by the way, that whole section up there, I think we talked about this last week, but that that was a, an early church creed that they began to, to quote this uh, on a regular basis. So dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it is even more important, work hard to show the results of your salvation. No, that's and, where that your hook, hook comes from. Yeah, right? yeah. Work
0: yep. hard to show the results of your salvation. Yeah. So yes, we rest in Jesus Christ, But that resting in Jesus Christ, it gives us this, this just this gratefulness of I want to work hard for Him. I want to show the results of my salvation. That's just scripture. And so I will say, there is that bandwagon. There are teachings out there that no, you don't have to try. You know, you 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 don't have to try to live godly. It's just all about resting in God. I would say that 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 is false teaching. It is. And I did have that conversation with that woman. I said, this probably
1: isn't the church for you because that is false teaching. We don't believe that. And we believe in sanctification. That sanctification is, you know, there's three aspects of salvation. There's justification, sanctification, glorification. Justification is entirely the work of God. It's when he saves us. Glorification will be entirely the work of God when he takes us to heaven and we have our glorified bodies and lose the sin nature. But sanctification is that time in between where we are required. Right, right now. Yes. And this is where we cooperate with, it is through God's grace, but we cooperate with the grace of God and we have to put the effort in to actually make it work. And I understand the conversation that you had with that woman, because I, believe me, I I remember several years ago, we had a family leave and a man was just so angry with me. He goes, well, oh, I guess I just need to try harder. Same thing. So I think that there's some some false preaching out there that tends to go in that direction. Yes, it is entirely of God's grace who gives us the ability to work, but we do have to work. We have to work at it Absolutely. to be godly. Um, so exercise, the word there is actually is gimnao, and this literally is the exercise yourself, he says in another place, towards godliness, which is the word for being at a gym and working hard. All right, we better get going because I'm, man, I'm using eating up all kinds of time. Do everything out without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean lives, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Why don't you pick it up from there, Junior? Yeah, Is it four, verse
0: 14?
1: Uh, 16,
0: verse 16. Oh, there now. we go. Okay. Hold firmly to the word of life, then. On the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice, even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to mm-hmm. God.
1: Look at that word picture there that just saying. He knows he's about to die. Yeah.
0: Just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice and I will share your joy. If the Lord Jesus is willing, I hope to send Timothy to you for a visit. Then he can cheer me up by telling me how you are, how you are getting along. I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know how Timothy has proved himself. Like a son with his father, he has served with me in preaching the good news. I hope to send him to you just as soon as I find out what is going to happen to me here. And I have confidence from the Lord that I myself will come see you soon. Meanwhile, I thought I should send Aphrodite, Epaphroditus back to you. He is a true brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier. He was your messenger to help me in, in need. I'm sending him because he has been longing to see you. and He was very distressed that you heard he was ill. And he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died, but God in his, had mercy on him and also on me so that I would not have one sorrow after mm-hmm. another. So I am all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know you'll be glad to see him. And then I will not be so worried about you. Welcome him in the Lord's love with great joy and give him the honor that people like him deserve, for he risked his life for the work of Christ. And he was at the point of death while doing for me what, what you
1: couldn't do while you were far away. Mm. Man, great. Great passage. Love Philippians. Let's jump right. over to Psalm 40. I think we've got Psalm 40 and 41 for a reading today. And these are pretty short Psalms, so I encourage you to read both of those. But uh, I, I love Psalm 40 is a passage that I I use this oftentimes when I share my testimony, when I share my story, because it speaks of how David says that he was stuck in this pit and God pulled him out of that pit, lived me out of the mud, and he gave me a new song in verse three. Uh, a hymn of praise to our God. So our whole attitude, everything changes and we can rejoice in God when we know we've been rescued uh, from the sin that has held us back. And and then, then he says, and many will see it, what he has done and be astounded and they will put their trust in the Lord. So we become a testimony to others and we attract other people to the gospel when they can see the joy in us because of the salvation we get from Jesus. Yeah, so good. It is, it's great, great song. All
0: right. Well, today is National Celebration of Life Day. Wow. And this is how our culture, I want to celebrate a little bit different than our culture, but our, our culture, the way they say it is, Celebration of Life is all about looking at your children's life and reminding yourself of all the things you should be proud of. Hmm. That's fine. Whatever. I, I do think that, um, that this is a, a good day to just remember that God created life. Mm-hmm. That Life is very precious. And that we live in a society where that is under attack.
1: It is, yeah. Every child that is aborted is an attack against God's creation. Yeah. That uh, a child who has been created after God's image, that life taken from them, and uh, every every child that we have in our midst is a child that God loves and created, and expects for us to treat as that precious gift that they are.
0: That's right. Children are a blessing from the Lord, and there is such life in children. Yeah, celebrate life today. That's right. All right, well, hey, make it a good Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless.